Coming to you from Dujardin Elementary School in Bloomingdale, Illinois, this is The Roar Podcast, where we share the magic taking place for all learners. Today is Friday, January 18th, 2019, and I'm here with um, three phenomenal fourth grade teachers, Mrs. Pagano, Mrs. Lent, and Miss Beckwith, and today we're going to kind of dive deeper and just have a conversation about novel studies. So ladies, take it away. I love novel studies because it's the only time that my kids get so excited about reading. They want to read ahead, and they are bummed when I tell them that they can't. So for me, novel studies creates just like that culture of wanting to know what's coming next. I think it's the most authentic type of reading that our fourth graders do. Getting them excited about novel studies in the classroom helps them want to become better readers. Mm -hmm. It encourages them to read at home. They get excited about creating reading routines with their families. It just opens up a world of possibilities. And it's authentic. I mean, they read these chapter books on their own all the time. And it's an opportunity for us to show them, here's what good readers do when they're reading. Um, And to be able to facilitate that learning and that understanding and digging deep into the text more so than just reading words on a page. Walk us through the process of how you set up and create a novel study for your students. I think it's all based around student need. And you really kind of have to look at that group and see, okay, what are these kids really thriving on at this time? And what are they missing and where can we build? Everybody loves a good story. So if you can take them, for me, into a world where they don't have that reality, I mean, so much of their life is so visual now. And a novel study really pushes them to use their imagination and to create their own kind of video game of Mm. this text Mm. and for me it's finding something that is relevant to their lives or going completely opposite and something that they would have never experienced had not read having read that text Mm -hmm. so it's really kind of about I think student need I think we don't give students enough credit sometimes to um, to kind of allow them to pull what they can out of the text. Mm -hmm. So much of what we do in class is so teacher-driven, and this was really an opportunity for me during novel studies to have a open it up to a whole class discussion and have the kids pull out what they could from the book. We had great discussions on theme, Mm -hmm. on character traits, on foreshadowing, on author strategies. So the discussion for me with my group was really really astonishing and we spent a lot of time really figuring out what text best fit the needs of our group of students and I think sometimes at least with the curriculum that we currently are working with they um, don't always get a chance to work with a text that's rich and full and will take them over a long period of time and so this really uh, gave them an opportunity to dig deep and to discuss and ask questions and build those Um, questioning skills and and talk with each other over a long period of time about a text that's really rich and and complex. And with this last round of novels that we chose, we were able to work in a lot of SEL standards with life skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My students had class discussions. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Pagano's group dissected (laughs) owl pellets. True. Yep, Um, that was pretty cool. We had kids playing games that were mentioned in the books. Mm -hmm. We even had a cooking experience with different cultural foods mentioned in the books. Mm -hmm. We made comic books. 
Tell me wrote those. Will you share some of the titles for our listeners? My students read Save Me a Seat. Mine read Lunch Money. We read The Mouse and the Motorcycle, which is like a classic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How do you convince other people, administrators, other teachers, parents, even the kids themselves, that this is worth it, that this is something that's super valuable for them? I think you need to invite them in and let them experience it. I don't think it's something that you can look at from above, from a lens where you're just looking down and kind of looking at the overview. You have to get in it with the kids and really have those discussions and see those light bulb moments where skills that you've been working on and skills they haven't even been exposed to are coming to life and they're not even realizing that they're doing them. I think that's probably the biggest piece of novel studies is all these skills are happening when the kids don't know they're occurring. It's not scripted. It's not today. We're going to learn about main idea and tomorrow we're going to learn about theme. It's just all happening and a lot of it's occurring through their conversation. It's mm-hmm. it's natural mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it authentic. True or false? There's so, like you were saying Mrs. Pagano, like there's so many ways to embed standards naturally mm-hmm. that if someone were to say, well like how are you really hitting the, you know, the common core and blah blah blah. I mean that just comes from those rich conversations and what the kids can do themselves brings us back to um, a text we read earlier in the year as a teacher book study who's doing the work mm-hmm. it's not directly guided towards novel study specifically but it is directed towards literacy in general and the different components of balanced literacy but it's a question that we as teachers at Dujardin have re-examined a little bit of who's doing the work who's mm-hmm. guiding the discussion mm-hmm. um, and so that's a, a real good read if you're interested. It's called Who's Doing the Work? I forget the author. Yaris? Mm-hmm. Yaris? Yaris. Yaris. Look it up and um, <laughs> it's worth it. So, yeah. Well, and I think if you don't have an opportunity to bring someone in, you can have that bank of skills that go with that novel that you, you know, if you have to justify it to someone or convince them, you know, it's there and they can see that list that comes that you naturally just bring in as it applies to kids' discussion. So... What does it look like in the classroom? So are you, how many groups are you pulling? How long are you pulling? What is the responsibility when the students are in group, when they aren't in group, when they're outside of group? Do they have roles? Kind of tell us, and it's totally great if it's different in each of your classrooms, but give us a little bit more of a vision for how this works in your classroom. Well, I um, always started off class with a kickoff question or activity that kind of brought us together. Um, and got us in the mindset of novel studies first. Um, and then students were divided into uh, lit circles and they had a job every day. Um, they got to pick the day before whether they were going to be the director and in charge of conversation or the summarizer and kind of review what they read the day before. Um, and there was a job for everyone. And then um, they talked and they discussed And then after that, they broke off and did independent work. They just got to read and write down and record their own thinking as they read. And and then I pulled student groups and pushed them based on their individual needs, um, based on map data and kind of my observations. In my room, we also opened it up with a question, a review question from the previous day's reading to get them thinking about the book again. And then partners worked together to come up with things that they noticed from the previous day's reading and questions that they had about the text. And that really gave us a foundation for our discussion. With those thoughts and questions, I opened it up to a class discussion. The kids answered each other's questions. They went deeper into their thoughts and into their analysis of the book. And then from there, they had time to read and they did some activities based on a short mini lesson of the new day's skill. 
Um, for me, my biggest focus was giving them the time to read. I feel like oftentimes we're rushing kids through text to you know, get onto the next text so that we're all staying at the same pace at the same time. And that's something that I really struggle with and something that my group this year is really having a hard time keeping up with a pace that is not necessarily determined by them. Um, so I really took the opportunity to just let them read and let them struggle through text and work with text and then, you know, come back for discussion and see what it, you know, what they thought. Um, I did have discussion questions already, you know, predetermined, but that didn't mean that I needed to stick to them. So depending on what they thought, you know, from that reading, um, that's kind of where our discussions, you know, the direction that they went into. Um, and then we had a different like activity for every chunk of chapters. So the kids made their own driver's licenses because um, it was the mouse and the motorcycle. We dissected owl pellet. We just had different activities. Oh, we mapped out a course um, on a U.S. map of where our road trip was going to. It just, it, it was what was interesting for them. Engagement is really my goal and in novel studies like the wanting to read is there because it's a good story right and they love hearing stories and they love you know knowing what's going to happen next but it's like that sustaining it and and keeping that stamina throughout something that is very lengthy um, when they're able to kind of pace in a way that's more appropriate to them so there's not one size fits all necessarily at no. all for novel studies, but I think that the benefits of just getting kids excited about reading, engaging them in rich and authentic text, and then letting them take the driver's mm -hmm. seat it, and really own their learning are, are huge with this. If you could sum up novel studies in one word, what would it be? Authentic. Rich. Engaging. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here, and thank you so much for being part of the Word Podcast. These teachers are phenomenal resources, and I hope that you are inspired. We are so proud of the great learning taking place at DJ. If you have any questions, please email us at j-e-g-g-e-r-t at sd13.org, and we'll be sure to get right back to you. We'd also love to hear any ideas that you have. Let's put our heads together. Thanks for listening. This has been The Roar, signing off.